Section 19 of An Essay Concerning Humane Understanding. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jeremy Robertson. An Essay Concerning Humane Understanding by John Locke. Chapter 14 Idea of Duration and Its Simple Modes. 20 but not by their motion but periodical appearances for the freezing of water or the blowing of a plant returning to equidistant periods in all parts of the earth would as well serve men to reckon their years by as the motions of the sun and in effect we see that some people in america counted their years by the coming of certain birds amongst them at their certain seasons and leaving them at others for a fit of an og the sense of hunger or thirst a smell or a taste or any other idea returning constantly at equidistant periods and making itself universally be taken notice of would not fail to measure out the course of succession and distinguish the distances of time thus we see that men born blind count time well enough by years whose revolution yet they cannot distinguish by motions that they perceive not and i ask whether a blind man who distinguished his years either by the heat of summer or cold of winter by the smell of any flower of the spring or taste of any fruit of the autumn would not have a better measure of time than the romans had before the reformation of their calendar by julius caesar or many other people whose years notwithstanding the motion of the sun which they pretended to make use of are very irregular and it adds no small difficulty to chronology that the exact lengths of the years that several nations counted by are hard to be known they differing very much one from another and i think i may say all of them from the precise motion of the sun and if the sun moved from the creation to the flood constantly in the equator and so equally dispersed its light and heat to all the habitable parts of the earth in days all of the same length without its annual variations to the tropics as a late ingenious author supposes i do not think it very easy to imagine that notwithstanding the motion of the sun men should in the antediluvian world from the beginning count by years or measure their time by periods that had no sensible mark very obvious to distinguish them by twenty one no two parts of duration can be certainly known to be equal but perhaps it will be said without a regular motion such as of the sun or some other how could it ever be known that such periods were equal to which i answer the equality of any other returning appearances might be known by the same way that that of days was known or presumed to be so at first which was only by judging them of the train of ideas which had passed in men's minds in the intervals by which train of ideas discovering inequality in the natural days but none in the artificial days the artificial days or nuctamera were guessed to be equal which was sufficient to make them serve for a measure although exacter search has since discovered inequality in the diurnal revolutions of the sun and we know not whether the annual also be not unequal these yet by their presumed and apparent equality serve as well to reckon time by though not to measure the parts of duration exactly as if they could be proved to be exactly equal we must therefore carefully distinguish betwixt duration itself and the measures we make use of to judge its length duration in itself is to be considered as going on in one constant equal uniform course but none of the measures of it which we make use of can be known to do so nor can we be assured that their assigned parts or periods are equal in duration one to another for two successive lengths of duration however measured can never be demonstrated to be equal the motion of the sun which the world used so long and so confidently for an exact measure of duration has as i said been found in its several parts unequal and though men have of late made use of a pendulum 
as a more steady and regular motion than that of the sun, or, to speak more truly, of the earth, yet if any one should be asked how he certainly knows that the two successive swings of a pendulum are equal, it would be very hard to satisfy him that they are infallibly so, since we cannot be sure that the cause of that motion, which is unknown to us, shall always operate equally, and we are sure that the medium in which the pendulum moves is not constantly the same, either of which varying may alter the equality of such periods, and thereby destroy the certainty and exactness of the measure by motion, as well as any other periods of other appearances. The notion of duration still remaining clear, though our measures of it cannot, any of them, be demonstrated to be exact. Since then no two portions of succession can be brought together, it is impossible ever certainly to know their equality. All that we can do for a measure of time is to take such as have continual successive appearances at seemingly equidistant periods, of which seeming equality we have no other measure, but such as the train of our own ideas have lodged in our memories, with the concurrence of other probable reasons to persuade us of their equality. 22. Time not the measure of motion. One thing seems strange to me, that whilst all men manifestly measure time by the motion of the great invisible bodies of the world, time yet should be defined to be the measure of motion, whereas it is obvious to every one who reflects ever so little on it, that to measure motion space is as necessary to be considered as time, and those who look a little further will find also the bulk of the thing moved necessary to be taken into computation by any one who will estimate or measure motion so as to judge right of it. Nor indeed does motion any otherwise conduce to the measuring of duration than as it constantly brings about the return of certain sensible ideas in seeming equidistant periods for if the motion of the sun were as unequal as a, a ship driven by unsteady winds sometimes very slow and at others irregularly very swift or if being constantly equally swift it yet was not circular and produced not the same appearances it would not at all help us to measure time any more than the seeming unequal motion of a comet does 23. Minutes, hours, days, and years are, then, no more minutes, hours, days, and years, not necessary measures of duration, necessary to time or duration than inches, feet, yards, and miles, marked out in any matter, are to extension. For though we, in this part of the universe, by the constant use of them, as of periods set out by the revolutions of the sun, or as known parts of such periods, have fixed the ideas of such lengths of duration in our minds, which we apply to all parts of time, whose links we would consider, yet there may be other parts of the universe where they no more use these measures of ours than in Japan they do our inches, feet, or miles. But yet something analogous to them there must be, for without some regular periodical returns we could not measure ourselves or signify to others the length of any duration, though at the same time the world were as full of motion as it is now, but no part of it disposed into regular and apparently equidistant revolutions. But the different measures that may be made use of for the account of time do not at all alter the notion of duration, which is the thing to be measured, no more than the different standards of a foot and a cubic alter the notion of extension to those who make use of different measures. 24. Our measure of time applicable to duration before time. The mind having once got such a measure of time as the annual revolution of the sun can apply that measure to duration wherein that measure itself did not exist, and with which, in the reality of its being, it had nothing to do. For should one say that Abraham was born in 2712th year of the Julian period, it is altogether as intangible as reckoning from the beginning of the world, though there were so far back no motion of the sun, nor any motion at all. 
for though the julian period be supposed to begin several hundred years before there were really either days nights or years marked out by any revolutions of the sun yet we reckon as right and thereby measure durations as well as if really at that time the sun had existed and kept the same ordinary motion it doth now the idea of duration equal to an annual revolution of the sun is as easily applicable in our thoughts to duration where no sun or motion was as the idea of a foot or yard taken from bodies here can be applied in our thoughts to duration where no sun or motion was as the idea of a foot or yard taken from the bodies here can be applied in our thoughts to duration where no sun or motion was as the idea of a foot or yard taken from bodies here can be applied in our thoughts to distances beyond the confines of the world where are no bodies at all twenty five as we can measure space in our thoughts where there is no body for supposing it were five thousand six hundred thirty nine miles or millions of miles from this place to the remotest body of the universe for being finite it must be at a certain distance as we suppose it to be five thousand six hundred thirty nine years from this time to the first existence of any body in the beginning of the world we can in our thoughts apply this measure of a year to duration before the creation or beyond the duration of bodies or motion as we can this measure of a mile to space beyond the utmost bodies and by the one measure duration where there was no motion as well as by the other measure space in our thoughts where there is no body twenty six the assumption that the world is neither boundless nor eternal if it be objected to me here that in this way of explaining to of time i have begged what i should not viz that the world is neither eternal nor infinite i answer that to my present purpose it is not needful in this place to make use of arguments to evince the world to be finite both in duration and extension but it being at least as conceivable as the contrary i have certainly the liberty to suppose it as well as any one hath to suppose the contrary and i doubt not but that every one that will go about it may easily conceive in his mind the beginning of motion though not of all duration and so may come to a step and non ultra in his consideration of motion so also in his thoughts he may set limits to body and the extension belonging to it but not to space where no body is the utmost bounds of space and duration being beyond the reach of thought as well as the utmost bounds of number are beyond the largest comprehension of the mind and all for the same reason as we shall see in another place twenty seven eternity by the same means therefore and from the same original that we come to have the idea of time we have also the idea which we call eternity vis-a-vis -vis having got the idea of succession and duration by reflecting on the train of our own ideas caused in us either by the natural appearances of those ideas coming constantly of themselves into our waking thoughts or else caused by external objects successfully affecting our senses and having from the revolutions of the sun got the ideas of certain lengths of duration we can in our thoughts add such lengths of duration to one another as often as we please and apply them so added to durations past or to come and this we can continue to do on without bounds or limits and proceed in infinitum and apply thus the length of the annual motion of the sun to duration supposed before the sun's or any other motion had its being which is no more difficult or absurd than to apply the notion i have of the moving of a shadow one hour to-day upon the sundial to the duration of something last night v g the burning of a candle which is now absolutely separate from all actual motion and it is as impossible for the duration of that flame for an hour last night to coexist with any motion that now is or forever shall be as for any part of duration that was before the beginning of the world to coexist with the motion of the sun now 
but yet this hinders not but that having the idea of the length of the motion of the shadow on a dial between the marks of two hours i can as distinctly measure in my thoughts the duration of that candlelight last night as i can the duration of anything that does now exist and it is no more than to think that had the sun shone then on the dial and moved after the same rate it doth now the shadow on the dial would have passed from one hour line to another whilst that flame of the candle lasted twenty eight our measures of duration dependent on our ideas the notion of an hour day or year being only the idea i have of the length of certain periodical regular motions neither of which motions do ever all at once exist but only in the ideas that i have of them in my memory derived from my senses or reflection i can with the same ease and for the same reason apply it in my thoughts to duration antecedent to all manner of motion as well as to anything that is but a minute or a day antecedent to the motion that at this very moment the sun is in all things past are equally and perfectly at rest and to this way of consideration of them are all one whether they were before the beginning of the world or but yesterday the measuring of any duration by some motion depending not at all on the real coexistence of that thing to that motion or any other periods of revolution but the having a clear idea of the length of some periodical known motion or other interval of duration in my mind and applying that to the duration of the thing i would measure twenty nine the duration of anything need not be coexistent with the motion we measure it by hence we see that some men imagine the duration of the world from its first existence to this present year sixteen eighty nine to have been five thousand six hundred thirty nine years or equal to five thousand six hundred thirty nine annual revolutions of the sun and others a great deal more as the egyptians of old who in the time of alexander counted twenty three thousand years from the reign of the sun and the chinese now who counted the world three million two hundred sixty nine thousand years old or more which longer duration of the world according to their computation though i should not believe it to be true yet i can equally imagine it with them and as truly understand and say one is longer than the other as i understand that methuselah's life was longer than enoch's and if the common reckoning of five thousand six hundred thirty nine should be true as it may as well be as any other assigned it hinders not at all my imagining what others mean when they make the world one thousand years older since every one may with the same facility imagine i do not say believe the world to be fifty thousand years old as five thousand six hundred thirty nine and may as well conceive the duration of fifty thousand years as five thousand six hundred thirty nine whereby it appears that to the measuring the duration of anything by time it is not requisite that that thing should be coexistent to the motion we measure by or any other period periodical revolution but it suffices to this purpose that we have the idea of the length of any regular periodical appearances which we can in our minds apply to duration with which the motion or appearance never coexisted thirty infinity in duration for as in the history of the creation delivered by moses i can imagine that light existed three days before the sun was or had any motion barely by thinking that the duration of light before the sun was created was so long as if the sun had moved then as it doth now would have been equal to three of its diurnal revolutions so by the same way i can have an idea of the chaos or angels being created before there was either light or any continued motion a minute an hour a day a year or one thousand years for if i can but consider duration equal to one minute before either the being or motion of any body i can add one minute more till i come to sixty and by the same way of adding minutes hours or years i e such or such parts of the sum's revolutions or any other period whereof i have the idea proceed in infinitum and suppose a duration exceeding as many such periods as i can reckon let me add whilst i will 
which i think is the notion we have of eternity of whose infinity we have no other notion than we have of the infinity of number to which we can add forever without end thirty one origin of our ideas of duration and of the measures of it and thus i think it is plain that from those two fountains of all knowledge before mentioned viz reflection and sensation we got the ideas of duration and the measures of it for first by observing what passes in our minds how our ideas therein train constantly some vanish and others begin to appear we come by the idea of succession secondly by observing a distance in the parts of this succession we get the idea of duration thirdly by sensation observing certain appearances at certain regular and seeming equidistant periods we get the ideas of certain lengths or measures of duration as minutes hours days years etc fourthly by being able to repeat those measures of time or ideas of stated length of duration in our minds as often as we will we can come to imagine duration where nothing does really endure or exist and thus we imagine tomorrow next year or seven years hence fifthly by being able to repeat ideas of any length of time as of a minute a year or an age as often as we will in our own thoughts and adding them to one another without ever coming to the end of such addition any nearer than we can to the end of a number to which we can always add we come by the idea of eternity as the future eternal duration of our souls as well as the eternity of that infinite being which must necessarily have always existed sixthly by considering any part of infinite duration as set out by periodical measures we come by the idea of what we call time in general end of section nineteen recording by jeremy robertson